Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eagles Live podcast. I'm insider Dave Spadaro, and it is finally here. The NFL draft has landed in Philadelphia, and now we find out some of the answers to the questions we've had this entire offseason. We've got a great podcast for you. We're going to sit down with Joe Douglas one-on-one, a conversation. Just who is Joe Douglas? Well, I find him to be a pretty fascinating guy, and I think you will, too. He's really been very instrumental in building this Eagles roster since he joined the team last May. And now it is his turn to have a big say with what the Eagles do on draft weekend. We've also got a one-on-one with Ron Jaworski, former Eagles quarterback, ESPN analyst, and someone who is instrumental in bringing the NFL draft to Philadelphia. I go one-on-one with Eagles president Don Smolenski as well, but we begin with a look at the current Eagles. The off-season conditioning program is going on as we speak, and I had a chance to sit down with two players, one on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball. Let's begin on offense first. Zach Ertz really came on in 2016. He and Carson Wentz developed a great trust with each other. How will that translate to 2017? What areas do the Eagles need to improve with this offense in 17? And what does Ertz remember now that he's one of the old guys in the locker room his draft weekend of 2013? It's one-on-one time with Eagles tight end Zach Ertz. Zach, let's first talk about the progress that you've made. And with Carson, how long does it take to get really comfortable, really confident in each other? Yeah, I think it takes a while just to have that confidence and one of that trust, I think, is the biggest thing from a tight end, wide receiver, and quarterback dynamic is he's going to trust me to do what I need to do. Now i got to trust him to put the ball where it needs to be put and kind of just seeing, depending on what coverage, what I'm going to do, where the ball needs to be. And when you're able to grow together, I mean, we're both young players, so hopefully we're going to be able to grow together for a long time. There's so many layers to that chemistry, and we just scratched the surface last year, and I think that's why we're so excited about this year. Just Describe that level of optimism that you are feeling now coming back for this off-season conditioning program. What's it like in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a very positive vibe going throughout the locker room just in the sense that we know who our quarterback is going to be. We know the talent that he has. In the NFL, if you have a quarterback that plays at a high level, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of games. That doesn't mean that we can slack in other areas, and we know how Joe are going to bring in very talented players in this draft and free agency like they have with Alshon and Torrey, some of the other guys that they've brought in and I think that kind of allows you to feel a sense of optimism. When you met the media last week you mentioned the red zone it must have been frustrating that the Eagles were able to move the ball up and down the field last year and not get into the end zone as much as you wanted so with Alshon with Torrey how will that open things up? One of the things that was frustrating last year was that we were number one team in time of possessions and I think about 24th in points per game. And from our standard, that's way too low with the amount of talent and the quality of coaches that we have. That's why you bring in a guy like Alshon Jeffrey, who is 6'3 and arms down to his kneecaps and he can jump out of the gym. That's one of the reasons you bring in a guy like Torrey Smith that can have an explosive 60-yard touchdown pass. And I think just having the ability to have those guys make big plays like that The defense has to respect the vertical stretch that an offense can present. Obviously, just the vertical stretch is going to open up the middle of the field for a guy like Jordan and myself. Zach, you are this weasened veteran now. Relax. You've seen it all. For those kids who come in and are Eagles after this draft, what do they need to do to be successful in Philadelphia? They need to take a deep breath, first and foremost. Isn't that hard to do when you're a rookie? It definitely is, and I think that's kind of one of the reasons why a lot of guys struggle is that they put so much merit into each and every day 
say it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And in this city, you can get focused on that sprint each and every day. And guys just need to come in here, take a deep breath, relax. It's still football at the end of the day. If you can play, you can play, whether it's in college or at this level, your skills are gonna translate. And I think that's kind of just the biggest thing is that be confident in your abilities and just take a deep breath. Did you take a deep breath way back when? I did not take a deep breath way back when, and I think that it didn't help that I kind of got thrown into the fire missing all of OTAs, getting thrown into the fire that first summer camp, not really knowing what I was getting myself into with a Chip Kelly type offense, not being in the best of shape, just in the sense of not knowing what to expect. I want to be the best player I can possibly be, not only for myself, but for this team in this city. And I'm not going to settle until I'm the best. And I think that's kind of the reason that I've gotten to where I am is because I've attacked each day with that relentless mentality but looking back on it I probably should have taken a deep breath and kind of rode with the ebbs and flows a little bit better but at the end of the day if you want to be the best you got to push yourself. Zach when the Eagles called you round two was it as you look back the great thrill that everybody says it it is? Yeah definitely it was a very emotional call just in the sense that all that hard work that you had been putting in I started playing football pretty much when I was 15 and got drafted eight years later pretty much 22 and just those eight years of constant hard work it kind of hits you that it's paid off and there's not very many times where you're rewarded in that fashion where your hard work is paid off in such a concrete type of way but that emotion was very fleeting in the sense that the next challenge is coming in fast and now you're in year five and my gosh you're like the old man in the locker room i'm getting there for sure there's a few guys older than me i fully built the roots in philadelphia so we just bought a place here so we're really excited about building our family here so yeah, one of these days I will be the older vet, but right now I still think I'm pretty young. Cool, man. Selix the model, right? Eagle for life. Eagle for life, baby. That's the goal. Thanks, Zach. Oh, yeah. We all know the Eagles' defense needs some work. They added defensive end Chris Long as a free agent, Patrick Robinson, a cornerback, as a free agent, and they traded for tackle Tim Jernigan. What else does this Eagles' defense need to be great? That's one of the questions I asked safety Malcolm Jenkins in a conversation just the other day. Malcolm, what's the mood been since you've come back here? What do you sense in the Eagles locker room? Uh, it's been very enthusiastic. It's been optimistic. Usually, you know, around this time, we've been away from each other for a few months. Guys are excited to get back in the building, get back to work. It's, so it's, it's been really, really fun, actually. So we are here at the draft. Are you at the point in your NFL career where you look at rookies and say, ah, I don't know how much I can count on these guys? Or has the game changed so much that rookies have to come in and play? Well, I think it's all about the situation that you're in. Sometimes you have to rely on rookies. He's similar to the situation we had last year with Carson. I mean, so you do your best to kind of nurture that transition because there are some things that they're going to have to learn. You got to be understanding to that. But, you know, there are also some rookies that come in and you're like, there's no chance that we're, <laughs> we're going to rely on them and they need time to grow. How far away is this defense from being where you want it to be? Uh, we'll see. We're still in that, that working phase. We still hadn't rounded out all of the, the roster moves yet. So I think after the draft, once we figure out who we're moving forward with, then it becomes, you know, that process of molding the defense. But I think we've got a lot of good pieces in place. I think we're developing that culture and mentality and excited to get back to work. Do you get nostalgic at times like this with the draft in front of you and all of a sudden you know you're one of the wise old men so to say so I, i'm not saying you're an old man just so to speak <laughs> no nah, the draft for any veteran who knows what's going on is just the day that they bring a bunch of people in and take a job so no nah, it's not that exciting for me <laughs> hey malcolm what was it like for you in 2009 how thrilling was it to hear your name called uh, it was awesome not just for me but even for my family and friends everybody who kind of helped me get to that point you know it was a big moment in time to kind of work as hard as i did to, to get to that moment and hear your name called uh it was pretty awesome Awesome. Will you take part at all in the festivities down in Philly? Yeah, I'll be around. We're here for workouts, so I might as well uh, indulge a little. 
What do you think it'll be like seeing 300,000 fans walking around wearing all NFL colors? That's awesome. I mean, anytime, you know, the NFL comes to a city, it's, it's usually a good thing. Thanks, Malcolm. No problem. Now let's turn our attention to the NFL draft. Ron Jaworski, he knows all about this draft. He's been one of the ambassadors for Philadelphia. He is announcing, by the way, the Eagles' second-round draft pick as part of the Legends program. And our Alex Smith caught up with Jaws and talked a little bit about the Eagles, the offseason, and what they need to do in this draft. I am joined by Eagles former quarterback Ron Jaworski. Ron, you've been such a huge proponent of getting this draft here to Philadelphia. Now that it's all coming together, what do you expect for this week? It's going to be absolutely incredible. The city has really embraced the NFL draft, and uh, we've been working on this for 14 months. It's kind of like now everyone noticed, oh, the draft is coming, and everyone's excited about that. But uh, it was a long process. But the beauty of it was I think the league understood the passion of the Philadelphia football fan and the Philadelphia Eagles. But that was kind of a given. What we tried to sell to the league was it's more than just the passion for football. It's the arts. It's the culture of this community. The backdrop of the art museum, one of the iconic facilities, you know, not only in this region, but in the country. So the league loved the fact that we could tie in the passion of Eagle fans, that we could tie in the arts and the culture and bring them all together. And because of that, you know, with the weather forecast like it is, I believe we'll have over a quarter million people on the park for over three days. It's going to be a great event. You know, 40 million people on TV watching this event. And not only just the draft, but the beauty shots of our city and talking about the arts and the culture and history of our city, that's priceless to me. And that's why I'm so excited about having this draft, you know, in our backyard. Ron, what do you think the Eagles need to do throughout the entire draft to come away with a successful group here this year? You know, you got to win the draft. It's more important in today's NFL to win the draft. And when I say that, if you got eight picks, you got to have eight players make your team. You got to have three or four guys contribute as rookies. You can't miss. The draft now has become so critical in building your team. Most teams now don't build to win next year. They build to win for the long haul, which is exactly what Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas have said they wanted to do. They started that process two years ago. Last year, Carson Wentz comes in. So I like the fact that they're building this team for the long haul. That means you have to hit. You can't have misses in the draft. Charles, what do you make of some of the moves the Eagles have already made leading into the draft? Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith added at the wide receiver group. Those are excellent, excellent acquisitions by the Eagles. They're veteran receivers who know how to play the game. Now it's a matter of Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith getting together with Carson Wentz in this offseason and developing that chemistry, that esprit de corps that is so important for a quarterback and a wide receiver. Now those guys are outstanding players, but I also think the Eagles will be looking at wide receivers in this draft as well. Ron Jaworski, thank you very much. I'm head coach Doug Peterson. Touchdown, Eagles! You're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadaro. And our last segment here on the Eagles Live podcast, Joe Douglas, Vice President of Player Personnel. I'm not going to sit there and ask him to give me the pick by pick. No, no, no. I want to find out more about Joe Douglas, who is really a very fascinating guy. Joe, I've done a lot of research on you, and I think... You're a really interesting guy, you know that? Well, that's the first time I've heard that, Dave. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, so here's what I think is interesting about you. You grew up on a family farm, and not until a school coach came up and told your pops that you could earn a college degree or college scholarship, not until then did you really start playing the game in earnest. Is that true? Yeah, so my dad was old school, my grandfather was old school, so once my dad came back from Vietnam, he was in the armed services, he was an airborne ranger, he started working in the elevator industry, and so his big point of emphasis was that I was going to learn the meaning of hard work, and so... My cousin had a produce farm in New Kent County, Virginia. And so 6 a.m. every day in the summer, me and the rest of my cousins were there picking tomatoes 
from six to noon and then the afternoon picking watermelons cantaloupes cucumbers yeah we definitely learned the meaning of hard work and it finally took a high school coach brian sweeney who's my o-line coach at lee davis high school in mechanicsville virginia he finally convinced my dad that if instead of working the fields in the summer if he just let me come with him and work out and just improve my football technique that I'd have a chance to have a scholarship. So my dad, after a couple conversations, finally relented and uh, let me go work out with Coach Sweeney every day in the summer. What did that kind of work, Joe? What did that teach you about, about life? It made me realize I didn't want to be a farmer. <laughs> so it made me realize that uh, there's a lot of tough jobs out there. And uh, really, it just increased my passion for football even more because I believed every word that Coach Ween told me. And I believe that if I did work hard for him, that I'd have an opportunity to continue to play the game I love. Was there a point that you thought you'd be an NFL player? Probably as a high school player, even into college. You know, I dreamed of of being the guy that tried to block Reggie White or Lawrence Taylor. And now I know that wouldn't have worked out so well for me. You know, I, I definitely believe in myself as a player, but uh, it's funny how things work out. I ended up going to a great school in the University of Richmond, getting a great education, playing for some outstanding coaches. I had an opportunity to get into scouting a year after graduating from Richmond. If you were Joe Douglas football evaluator, evaluating Joe Douglas football player, what would you write? I would write a competitive overachiever, he lacks the speed, the length, the athletic skill to upgrade your team, um, but he's going to give you everything he's got at the end of the day. Uh, just probably won't be good enough to help you win. But I wouldn't mind having that kind of guy in camp. No, I mean, it just it just didn't happen. I, I never got that opportunity. We tried. I played with a lot of good players at the University of Richmond, several that had long distinguished careers, one that played here in Sean Barber. So I was around a lot of good players, uh, just better than me. Okay, so I'm back on the things that are interesting about you. You had an internship in, in our nation's capital with a senator from Georgia. What was that like? What kind of chores did you have? What did you learn about the political system, which isn't exactly apparently along the lines of being a team-oriented thing? Yeah, so back in college, I was a communications major, and one of our classes I took was political communications, and we had to choose a senator that had just won a race, get to know that senator, try to talk to his campaign manager. It was Senator Cleland from Georgia, who happened to be a triple amputee. Um, he lost three of his limbs in the Vietnam War. He was a Vietnam veteran. My father was a Vietnam veteran, so I picked him, did a lot of research on his campaign, got to speak with his campaign manager. His campaign manager used to be a football player at the University of Tennessee, and we got to talking. We had great conversations, and he said, hey, you know what? We're always looking for good interns here. I want to spend a summer intern, uh, summer internships up at Capitol Hill. Give me a call. So I said, you know, it's not a bad opportunity. See what that side of life is like. It was interesting. You got to meet a lot of interesting people. Got to meet John Glenn. It was a great experience. But again, a little bit like farming, I realized that the political scene wasn't for me. All right, now this is the last one, Joe, and I can't believe I did not know this. You've been here almost 12 months. You were in The Replacements, the movie The Replacements? What the heck? Oh, geez, man, you guys are digging up everything. Yeah, I guess I'm living a Forrest Gump lifestyle here. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> you threw me for a loop on that one. I thought people forgot about that. Yeah, so I finished playing in 98. Uh, I actually had three interviews out of college to work in personnel with NFL teams with the Patriots, the Jets, and the Ravens. I didn't get any of those jobs. So I decided to go back to University of Richmond and volunteer coach. Well, in the meantime, that summer, one of my buddy's girlfriends, any TV show, commercial movie that came through the state of Maryland, she helped with uh, wardrobes, 
the sets. And so she said, hey, they're going to do a football movie in Maryland. And they're going to film it at Raven Stadium. And, you know, they're looking for former college or pro players. You should come try out. So they put us through a combine. Which, you know, I was still in shape from just having done those spring workouts myself for the draft. And that was a very unique experience because, uh, talk about interesting people. At the time, I didn't know who was going to be in the movie. It was Keanu Reeves, it was Gene Hackman, John Favreau, who's now a great director. That was a cast of characters now. And uh, a lot of the football players, they had just come from doing the movie Any Given Sunday and The Waterboy. That was fun, just being a part of that, getting to know some of those guys. And that was a once-in-a-lifetime experience for me. And, you know, a lot of those guys went down to North Carolina to film uh, Remember the Titans right after that. So that was a very cool experience. Wait a minute. You're not getting away with just that. What time of the movie was the timestamp? Eagles fans want to find out. What did you do? I looked down on IMDb. I did not see your name, so I was disappointed. Did you get your SAG card? Did you get paid? All these questions, Joe. So if I would have done Remember the Titans, which I couldn't have done because I didn't look anything like a high school player because I'd lost all my hair at that point. But if I was going to do another another movie, um, I would have had to get my SAG card. So I wasn't part of the credits because I didn't have a SAG card. But we were basically considered football extras slash stuntmen. So everyone you saw in that movie, there was only about 50 of us total we did all the football stunts and everyone was a former player and so um you'll also see us in scenes that aren't just football so the scene i'm in is the scene where keanu pulls up into the stadium parking lot for the first time coming back to football i'm one of the football players on strike that come to the parking lot and flip his car and so you'll see me laughing at the end of it after we flip his car. So it took me a while to get in character for that laugh. So It must have been cool watching it, though, in the movie theater, right? Did you go and take your wife to the movie theater and say, hey, that's me, that's me? You know, it's funny. So we all got invited to the uh, premiere out in L.A., anyone who did it. But at that time, that was my first training camp working as a personnel assistant for the Ravens. So there's no way I could go. I, you know, to me, at, at the time, that job was a lot more important than going to a movie premiere. So, And I never saw it in a movie theater. The first time I saw it was when... My parents bought the VHS tape, okay, mm-hmm. old school. They bought the VHS tape of it, and we saw it uh, the next Christmas as a family. So that was pretty fun. So, Joe, now let's fast forward. I'm sitting in your office here at the Novacare Complex. You've got your film going. You've got your board up. We're only a day or two away from the draft. This is a labor of love. What is it about the long hours and the grunt work that's so appealing to you? I've always been enamored with the behind-the-scene aspect of building a football team. Ever since I was a kid playing the game, I always thought it'd be just a great opportunity to be even in this line of work and just following great teams when I was a kid, especially in this division, the NFC East. When I was a kid, this division was loaded with great teams from the Giants to the Cowboys to the Redskins and the Eagles. Those are tough, hard-nosed Eagles teams of the late 80s and 90s. So I love the aspect of not just acquiring talent, but building the team. Every component of the team, every member of the team has a role to fill and a, a job to do been here almost 12 months what has it been like coming to an organization making sure your voice is heard making sure that things are running the way that you know makes you perform at your best it's been unbelievable coming to this organization there are so many good people here from the top down and the great thing about it is having been one place for so long baltimore was there for 15 years And um, I have a certain perspective, certain opinion of what wins consistently. And then being able to come to a place like Philadelphia, who has won consistently. And so I think me and Howie, Jeffrey, Doug, we all bring a different, unique perspective. And we're all able to 
stand back, listen to each other. Okay, I like this. How about that? And then we bounce ideas off each other. So that's been a tremendous thing, just the communication that we've had as a group. A lot of talk has been with you and Howie, how you've worked together. When you were hired, though, you also brought along Andy Weidel. And I don't know if fans really know Andy or know much about him. How valuable has he been through these 12 months here getting to this point? Okay, Andy grew up just outside of Pittsburgh, PA. So he's a Western PA kid that is 100% football. 100% of the time. Um, His passion for this game, it's tremendous. Andy started off uh, working for the Steelers as an intern. Then he went to the Saints as a combine scout. And then we hired him in Baltimore after he was with the Saints. And Andy's so good at not only evaluating the player, but evaluating the person and what makes this person tick. Um, The passion that this person brings. What exactly is he going to do with coming to this team? How is he going to fit into this locker room exactly? He's so good as far as using the relationships that he has around college football and just digging to know exactly what the player brings to the team. How do you feel about the opportunity the Eagles have to really get this roster where you want it to be this weekend? This is a tremendous opportunity. I think if you look back at drafts over the last couple of years, a lot of teams may have the perspective that, hey, these draft picks, they come in, you develop them for a year or two, and then they're ready to go. No, I mean, the great drafts now, the guys come in and they play immediately. I think you saw that last year in our own division. Um, Dallas had a great draft. So what we're doing is we've got a great young quarterback in place. Um, We have a great plan moving into Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, We're going to try to surround this team and this quarterback with as many guys that compete consistently, that love this game, that are going to try to impose their will on their opponent. The focus is Thursday night for the fans, immediately for the teams. As we sit here, do you have a name in mind? Do you have three names in mind? I mean, how does it work? So whether you're picking 14 or 20 or 25, you better have that number of players that you'd be excited to take. And in this case, you know, with us picking 14, this is a really good draft. I think there's more than 14 players in this draft that we'd be excited to take with that first pick. So at first, you determine exactly who you'd want at that pick, who would excite you. And so we have a surplus in names for 14. And so then it becomes, well, is there anyone that you trade up for? Okay. Is there anyone that if these two or three players are here, we're not trading back from, we're going to turn the card in. And then at what point would you consider moving back? So those are all the different scenarios that we're going over as a group right now. Joe, in general, what can the Eagles accomplish this weekend? You want to come out of this with a cornerback, a wide receiver, this, or you just want to come out with as many great football players as you can get? I hate to break it down by position because I really believe that you take the best player available. You take, you let the board come to you because needs change every year. I think the accomplishment we can have is if we look at this list of players that we draft, they're football smart guys. They're tough-minded guys. They're resilient players. They're players that are passionate, that love this game, and they're great teammates. If we can look at that list of players, you know, the hope is that they all fit that bill and that criteria, then we're going to do great things. Joe, how do you think you're going to feel when the Eagles get on the clock on Thursday? I'm going to feel excited. But at the at the end of the day, I mean, we've done so much work on this draft, and it started back in May. And you and I talked about it in the studio when I first was hired here. It started back in May and June, um, just working up to this point. So it's excitement. It's a little bit of relief, you know, just to know that all this work that you have done, it's culminating in these next three days. But, you know, we're going to be composed. We're going to be ready to... Um, evaluate every scenario that we talked about and execute the plan. Sounds great. Joe, thank you so much. Thanks, Dave.
Thanks so much for joining us on the Eagles Live podcast. We'll have you updated throughout the draft weekend. Make sure you're with us every step of the way. Thanks to Brian Thomas for putting it all together. And thanks to you for joining us each and every week in our Eagles Live podcast. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks, everyone. Let's have a great draft weekend. It is huge for this football team. Let's go Eagles. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!